0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory, glory, glory. Has God been good to somebody? Has your year been good? Has it been tough? But God is good, isn't it? It doesn't matter how the year was, you are here this morning. And the reason you are here is because God is good. You know, it's it's okay for the enemy to do what he does best. And that's to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But mercy kept you. And you are here because the devil could not have his way. So why don't you give the Lord a shout for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, today is Christmas Day. And it's a very special day. There's a lot of argument as to where exactly Jesus was born. You, you know, if it were important, God would have told us. Do you understand? So, it's not, it's not, there's no problem about that. I choose to celebrate Christmas on the 25th of December. All right? So it's fine to celebrate. Don't feel bad. I know there are some religious people that uh, have a problem with that. But listen, let, the Bible says, let no man judge you concerning days, feasts, festivals, new moons, or whatever. Let no man judge you, okay? So it's fine. The good news is that He came. And it's worth celebrating. The fact that he came gives us enough reason to celebrate. And I'm happy about that. Because if he didn't come, do you know where we would be now? My, oh my, we'll be in trouble. We'll be in trouble. But the love of God propelled him to come. And God took the form of a man. Became a man so that he could help us to experience the life of God. To experience the quality of life that God has for us. In John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible tells us, The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come... That you may have life. What kind of life? Abundant life. Life to the full. So if he didn't come, you would not have life. You would just have existence. But you wouldn't have life. But because he came, you have life. And it's worth celebrating. Come on. Yes. Abundant life. It, it means the kind of life that God lives in heaven is the kind of life Jesus came to give us. The same quality of life that God enjoys has now been made available to us because of Jesus. And that's worth celebrating. It's, it's worth celebrating. If you like, you can celebrate it in September, but it's okay. Let's just celebrate in fact, you can celebrate it every day. It's fine. Yeah. But don't take for granted the coming of Jesus. Yeah. It, was, it was a great time in history. I want you to know that from the day Adam sinned and God spoke in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, where he spoke and he said, The seed of the woman, he says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he says, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Talking about the seed of the woman. From this moment, this was when God prophesied the coming of Jesus. This was the first prophecy about the coming of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And we know that the woman doesn't have any seed. Biologically, we know that. It's the man that has the seed. Hallelujah. That word seed, that word seed in the Greek is sperma, which is sperm. The woman does not have a sperm. It's the man that has it. So why did God say the seed of the woman? That brings us to the virgin birth. Hallelujah. That brings us to the virgin birth because Isaiah prophesied and said a virgin shall conceive. Where did she get the seed from? Come on. Where did she get the seed from? Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit. And we see that in the, book of, um, in the book of Luke. When he appeared, when he sent the angel Gabriel to Mary, he came to Mary and told Mary how much she has been favored. Isn't it? He said to Mary that she, she was highly favored. Luke chapter 2. Sorry, Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1, I want us to read from verse um, 30. It says, then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold... You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Hallelujah. So, you see here, the angel brings the news. This, I want you to know, from Genesis, heaven has been waiting for this moment. Okay? Heaven has been waiting for this moment. Even Adam has been waiting for this moment. But Adam is dead and gone because the promise was made right before Adam. And he's waiting. Satan has been waiting for this moment. Okay? Because he was told this seed of the woman is going to wreck him. And so that's one of the reasons why when he saw Cain living the life the righteous life, offering and worshiping God as he's supposed to, he immediately Sorry, Abel, yeah. He when he saw that Abel was walking by faith, he inspired Cain to take him out because he thought this was the savior. He thought, this was the Savior. Let me kill him before he kills me. Before he bruises, before he crushes my head, let me take him out. And so, Abel got killed. And he thought, yeah, I've done it. He didn't know he was thousands of years ahead of time. And each time he saw a walking with God, he would inspire people to kill the prophet because he thought this might be the seed of the woman. And he would kill. And that's why you see, you read your Bible, prophets, most prophets got killed. Why? He was avoiding this moment. But unknown to him, God is so wise. And God had it all wrapped up in mystery. And he didn't understand the virgin birth. Hallelujah. He didn't know. I mean, he knew a bit of biology, but he had no revelation. He he, he knew what God said. But you see, it's one thing to know the Word. It's another thing to have the Word revealed to you. So Satan knows the letter of the Word, but he does not have a revelation of the Word. He does not have a revelation of the Word, and that's why he cannot stop you. Because you have the Spirit. The Spirit of revelation. The Holy Spirit himself came because of Jesus. Now you and I have access. Isn't that amazing? So he's speaking, he's speaking to, to, uh, I mean, the angel speaks to Mary and helps Mary to understand. Look, this thing we're talking about, Mary, the whole of heaven is waiting for this moment. Okay? Humanity is waiting for this. And this moment has arrived. And God is going to do this without the help of any man. Hallelujah. He's going to do it without the help of any man. And he says to her, 31, behold, you will conceive in your womb. How am I going to conceive? Seeing that I don't know a man. He answers her. He says to her, He says, um, verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. So the Spirit will come upon you. The Spirit comes upon. Hallelujah. You remember when when, when John the Baptist saw him, when he was baptizing Jesus, He says the Holy Spirit descended and came like a dove. So he came like that and overshadowed Jesus. So he told Mary, that is how you are going to conceive. The Spirit will come upon you. He will overshadow you. And when he does that, conception will take place. And that's why you need the Spirit to overshadow you. For you to conceive some miracles. Hallelujah. So God, by the the virgin birth, was trying to show us as well that we can have access. We can conceive of God. Supernaturally by the Spirit. There are things that you relate with the Holy Spirit. As you allow the Holy Spirit to come over you and overshadow you, you will also conceive. I'm not saying you will conceive a child. <laughs> I heard one. I heard one news about one, one preacher that said his wife was, was, uh, conceived of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, and I thought, my goodness, that's amazing. Yeah, huh? Uh, Have you heard anything like that? Okay, yeah. So there are strange things happening. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, what I'm talking about is conceiving a miracle. Hallelujah! Conceiving vision. That you will you will birth by the spirit. So don't come and tell me, you, you, you Pastor, <laughs> I'm pregnant of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's, uh, it's eight months now, almost nine months. And uh, <laughs> you come, will minister deliverance to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But I want you to see something here. And the emphasis, what I want to emphasize here, all right, is the fact that Jesus came to rule. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He came to do what? To rule. To rule. Look at what, is, what, what the angel said to, 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 to Mary in verse 32. He says, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. That's who the, his father is, the highest. Yes. His father is not Joseph. Is the highest. Come on. Amen. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. So biologically, Jesus came through the lineage of David. He came through the lineage of David. So because of that, his royalty, his royalty, he came to rule. Okay? And if you look at Isaiah, that scripture that Annele read in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. In Isaiah chapter 9, we see there, it says, For unto us a child is born. Come on. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever. Unto us, a child is what? Born. Is born. Okay? Notice the, the language there. Unto us, a child is born. The child is born to us. But what is given to us? A son. A, son. a child is not given. A son is given. There is a process that he had to go through. Okay? When Mary received him, she received him as a child. Hallelujah. But when John the Baptist announced him, he was a son. So it took a process of time. Before he could be given to the nation of Israel, it took 30 years. From the time he he was a child, To when he became a son. So that's why in the the baptism, as he came out, the father said, this is my beloved, what? Son. Son. He didn't say, this is my beloved child. Mm -hmm. Because children don't rule. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, children do not rule. If you remain a spiritual babe, you cannot rule. You cannot rule over the enemy. You cannot rule over the affairs of life. You cannot rule over circumstances. You cannot rule if you remain a child. So you need to mature. You need to grow to sonship. Somebody says sonship. sonship. Yeah, you need to grow into sonship. And it is when you grow into sonship that the government can be placed upon your shoulder. So many people are trying to rule, but they remain spiritual babes. And that's why demons don't respect a lot of Christians. That's why Satan is able to oppress a lot of Christians, because they refuse to grow up. They remain babes. Babes. Should should I show you what a... A spiritual babe, a spiritual babe. Look at First Corinthians chapter three, verse one. First Corinthians chapter three verse one, Paul makes a statement there. He says, "And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people." Come on. He's talking to adults here. Correct? But he says, "I cannot speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to canor and as to what? Babes. babes in Christ, children." So, and this is this is a church that is so. I mean, everybody is speaking in tongues; they even abuse tongues. And Paul said in chapter 1 concerning them, he says that they come behind in no spiritual gift. In other words, they had every manifestation. They will prophesy, they will heal the sick. Come on. They They had every miracle you could think about. But look at them. What are they? Babes. Carnal babes. Hannah and babes, look at the next verse. He says, look at, he says, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. You can't take meat. The meat of the word. You know, that, you know that's why some Christians don't like certain messages. Because it's not milky stuff. Yeah. So you see, a lot of Christians—they are there. they, they have their uh, pacifiers. Come on, yes, yes, yeah. This, this, this. There is Christian pacifier. So when they throw tantrums, you just put it in their mouth quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing that concerns them is themselves. No interest in any other person. Why? So you always have to find ways to pacify them. Ah, yeah, you know people like that. Just look straight. If you are one of them, nobody will know. Look straight and say, "My goodness, you mean there are people like that?" Yeah. So every time we're around you, we have to tiptoe. <laughs> yes. Right? So before you do anything, we'll look for what to put in your mouth quickly. So that you. Boom, boom, boom. And then you, you now, you calm down. Hmm? You start boiling. Come on. <laughs> Babes. Look at the next verse, verse 3. Look. <laughs> He says, for you are still carnal. Look at signs of carnality and babes. For where there are what? Envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like men, men? Hey." You want to rule, right? He has made you kings and priests. Come on. But how are you going to start entering into his government? If you remain at this level. You remain at this level. The only thing you enjoy is motivational messages. Yeah. Come on, just tell me how I can succeed, Pastor. Tell me how to be a millionaire tomorrow. That's okay. If that's where you are, that's fine. God bless you. But the government will not be on your shoulder. It's cannot how? So, if you want to rule with Christ, you must grow into sonship. You must grow into sonship. Let's assess the things that offend you the most. What are the things? What kind of things offend you? That will tell us where you are. (laughs) No, don't touch my toy. Don't touch mine. mine. It's mine. It's mine. Who does that? <laughs> children, right? Have you ever seen, haven't you seen sometimes you, you buy something for a child, right? You give the child. And then after you say, please can I have some? He says, No. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> so God blesses you and God says, can I have some? No, no, no. It's mine. Don't touch it. Yay. And you want to rule nations. With that attitude, you're not going nowhere. Hallelujah. So, back to Isaiah chapter 9. So, unto us, a child is born. He's born unto us. But unto us, a son is given. So, by the time, by the time he got to Jordan, and he was being baptized, as he came out of the water, heaven opened. And God said, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Now question. Jesus had not even started ministry. He had already pleased the Father. How did he please the Father? Through his development. Hallelujah. Yeah, through his development. From childhood to the level of sonship. No sin. His character was fully formed. He now looked exactly like the Father. That impressed the Father. He had not preached a single sermon. Hmm? So sometimes we think it's just what we do. No, it's who you are who you are is more important than what you do if you are a babe and you act like a son does that make you a son no no so in the in the in the in the hebrew culture when a man has a son or he gives they, when a child is born, a boy, the boy goes through some tutelage. Okay? He goes through some tutelage for some time, and he gets to a particular age where he has to recite the Torah. Come on? Yeah, he has to recite the Torah, and then there is a feast, there is a ceremony that that takes place. The Jews call it the Bamisfa. Right? Where they do, they go, they, they go through that. But even, even in the even in the Greek culture, they have something like that. Where there is a ceremony where they place a, a, a garment on the on on, on, on the sun. Because he has gone through tutelage, and he gets to a point where the tutor now tells the father, this child is like you. Okay? This child, is he has learned all your principles. So the father employs a tutor. That's why in the book of Galatians we are told that the law was a tutor. All right? Before faith came, the law was a schoolmaster. All right? So the law tutored us, showing us the ways of God, helping us to come to a place where we can now fully appreciate our Father. So the ultimate goal for every believer should be to look exactly like your Father. Hallelujah. You want to sound like Him. You want to walk like Him. You want to talk like Him. You want to behave like Him. That is sonship. That is when you arrive at sonship. So it's not just when you get born. Okay? So they they will have this ceremony and then the, the father comes and he places this garment over the it's called the Toga Verilis. He puts it upon him. And it's called the, 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 the Feast of son Placing. Hallelujah. So now, it's now conferred upon him. It's now, this is my son. And it's only at that time that you are entitled to inherit. You can access your inheritance from that moment. But before that time, the... The, the, the tutor is your master. But after that ceremony, the tutor begins to say yes, sir, to you. Because you are now a son. You are now an heir. You have now entered into royalty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's the that's why there's a process, Hallelujah, Amen. and God is trying to take us through that process. But some of us won't let go of our feeding bottles. Huh? God is trying to me. No, no, no. Yo, He's trying to make you a son, but no. You love your milk so much. You love your milk. Your milk is so tasty. Huh? You love your Cerulac. Huh? Oh, whatever. What is it? Puritine. Hey! Yo, yo! <laughs> you love it so much but you don't understand that there's something you are missing because you will not grow. Because you will not grow. You stay with the beggarly elements. And there's envy. There is strife. There is division. We quarrel over anything. Do you know, I'm amazed sometimes how people quarrel. Somebody can come to church now and say, why did they put a red carpet here? What's the significance of this now? And then it becomes an issue. What does that tell you? Babes. Come on. Yeah. And why is a pastor not wearing a tie? You know, it's, it's amazing. Why? And that becomes an issue. Another one is like, okay, why is he wearing a suit? Why can't he just be himself? So Why can't he just be simple? Then it becomes an issue. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are the things that happen in church. Then another one walked in. The usher didn't smile. The usher, it is now a problem. <laughs> huh? You say, this church, in fact, this also was just frowning at me. I don't think they like me in this place. Carnality. Huh? The list goes on. It's endless. Babes, the issue of babes. There's no end to it. There is no end. Because if you smile and your smile is not correct... It's a problem. Yes, it's a problem. Because even if if you laugh, you are laughing at me. If you frown, it's a problem. If you laugh, it's a problem. If you dance, it's a problem. If you don't dance, it's a problem. Everything is a problem. And you want to rule. Where? Where? You can't rule over your emotions? Come on. You can't rule over yourself? You can't rule over your body? You want to rule nations? What nation? How? From where? (laughs) Oh, my father. Somebody say, God help help me. Lord help me. Lord help me. I want to be a son bring me into sonship yes because when you grow and you get into sonship that's when you can stand and you begin to speak and say peace be still and the wind will obey you the wind obeys sons doesn't obey children are you following me yeah it doesn't obey children that's when, when you become a son, that's when, when you walk in demons and say, what have we to do with you? Yeah, because they can see a son. But when he's a child, he says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Eric, I know. Who are you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But God's plan is for all of us to become sons. That's why the Bible says the whole of creation in in Romans chapter 8, it says creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation is groaning. The animal kingdom is groaning, waiting for your sonship. The plant kingdom is groaning, waiting for your sonship. Why? Because they are also suffering from the fall of Adam. But when we enter into sonship, that's when we can look at the dog and say, it is well with you. And he doesn't need to be harassed anymore. You don't know what they go through as well. Yes. And then when there is a storm coming, you look, you say, hush. Behave yourself. And the weather will behave itself. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I don't know how long it took Jesus 30 years. How long will it take you? How long will it take you? It took Moses 80 years. (laughs) May it not take you 80 years. (laughs) Hallelujah! Yes, you don't have to go. It took the apostles three years, three and a half years. Oh. Hallelujah! It took the apostles, the disciples of Christ. It took them three and a half years. You know, before it's like, no, who is the greatest? No, you. Know, I, I want to be the one. sitting so, you on know, your right hand. No, you know, well, that was that's childishness. But when the time came, and they entered into sonship, oh my. They would stay together, think having all things in common. Nobody was saying, it's mine, it's mine. And the thing was just exploding, exploding, and exploding. Why? They entered into sonship. So, unto us, a child, is born. And unto us, a son is given. Many people want to be given to the world, but they are still children. And so, that's why many, many people rush out to manifest themselves before time, and they become casualties. Because if you are still a child, and you go and take on principalities as a child, they will teach you a lesson. Yeah. You want to go and take a city when you are still a child, you have a problem. They will discipline you. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I can give you many examples. Contemporary examples. And I look sometimes and say, wow, if only. If only you knew, you would wait. If only you knew, you would stay in the womb. Don't even come out. Don't even come out. Stay there and mature. Develop so that when you come out, they know The son of God is here. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying this Christmas message? (laughs) uh, When he came in, he came in in a manger. But oh my God, don't despise that manger. Because (laughs) by the time he became a son. Oh, my Lord. He will talk to the tree. The tree will obey him. That's what sons do. Okay? So you wonder why you command and nothing happens. (laughs) There goes your answer. And if there's any prayer, you need to pray for yourself. Is for the, for, for the Lord to help you to become a son. To bring you into sonship. Hallelujah. You, listen, you are already... You are already um, a king in your birth. Or let me put it, you are a prince. Okay? Like Prince William is there. Prince Charles is there. Alright? He knows the throne is his. But the mother has to die. And she has refused to die. (laughs) We we say, God save the queen. Ah, God is saving her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? His royalty. They have to go through a kind of training. They have to go through military training. They have to go through leadership training. They have to go through servanthood. They go, you know, serve charities, do all kinds of things. They go through all of that. Why do they have to go through all of that? So that when the time comes and they mount the throne, they know how to treat people right. So, many of us, we don't want to serve. Oh, we serve with a motive. We serve with an agenda. And we don't know that God is seeing all of that. Just, Just be like Jesus. Amen? Just be like Jesus. And that's why the Bible tells us, I think I need to finish with this. Um, The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 one of the reasons why we still have pastors today. The reason why we still have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers He says there in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he says, And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. All right? Verse 13, key. He says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of what? Of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is your highest goal, to be like Him. Yeah. So the reason why you still need a pastor today is because you are not yet there. Come on. Yeah. Till will come to the unity of the faith Not necessarily unity of doctrine, but unity of the faith. Yes. To the knowledge of the Son of God. And I want you to know, knowledge here is not just mental ascent. It's not just knowing mentally. It's knowing experientially. Right? Experiencing. Having encounters. And experiencing Him. Knowing Him. Just like you. You, 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 you. you know your best friend. You know your family. To a perfect man. God wants you to be perfect. Ah, pastor, nobody's perfect. You, you. Okay, nobody is, but everybody can be. Alright? So is it a goal that we can achieve? It, it's achievable. Hallelujah. So far as you can move from milk to start eating meat you can grow. Do you understand? When you are a child a bottle can satisfy you, fill you up. Okay? But as you're growing, as you're growing, what happens? A bottle is not enough. Two bottles are not enough. It doesn't matter how many bottles, they won't be enough then you now need solids. Yeah. Come on. Somebody says solids. solids. Yeah. So, spiritually, you need solids. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You want to be a son, you need solids. Yeah. Yeah. Or just milk. Mm-hmm. So, when you become an adult, guess what? You can use milk in your tea. You can use milk in your cereal. But it's not the main meal. Hallelujah. But some Christians cannot grow to the point when they are having solids, then they are having milk just just for what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, they are addicted to milk and that's all they can have. That's all they can handle. Anything solid offends them. Yet we're supposed to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is the goal. That is the goal. How many people have quoted a scripture? All things work together for good? Come on, let me see. How many people? How many people believe that scripture? Let me, wave your hands. Come on, you believe that scripture. Yes. I believe it too, 100%. But do you know why all things work together? Let's turn there. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How many people love the Lord? Look at verse... verse um, 28 of Romans chapter 8. It says, and we know, right? When you see and, it means he had said something before that. So now he's adding to what he had said previously. Okay? But what did he say previously? Let's look at verse 26. Let's read from 26, right? From verse twenty-six, I like that it says, "Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought." Touch someone and say, "You don't know how to pray as you ought." In fact, you don't even know what to pray for. Yeah, you think you know your needs? You don't even know what you need. Yeah, you you don't know all your needs. Because there are needs you don't even know you need. Isn't it true that sometimes you go to a doctor, you go for a test, doctor just does some tests and then says, oh, you have whatever. But how come you didn't know? Why do you need a test to reveal what is going on inside you? Because you don't know all you are supposed to know. So spiritually, some people need to be tested. <laughs> hallelujah. It says, for do we do not know what we should pray for as we ought? So even what you know, you don't know how best to present your prayer. But, hallelujah, I like but. That's a contrast. Anytime you see but, it's contrast. Amen. He says, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 27, he says, Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. So, in other words, the Spirit is helping you when you're speaking in tongues. You know what is happening? You are praying what you don't know that you need. Okay. So, then he who searches the heart. Who is he that searches the heart? The Father. Yeah, he's searching. As you're praying in the Spirit, the Father is searching your heart. And he can see the Holy Spirit is helping you to pray some deep things about what you need. Okay? You thought you needed that job in Standard Bank, and the Spirit is seeing that Standard Bank will kill you. So, as you are praying, in tongues, you are praying, Father, let it not work out. Let it not work out. <laughs> yes. Because I'm not ready to die now. I'm not ready to die now. Let it not work out. So, as he is searching, yeah, as he is searching, he sees what you are praying is, let it not work out. So, guess what? It won't work out. And your mind, you're why? Why? Why is it not working? Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now look at verse 28. With that understanding, look at verse 28. Come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. Can you see why you didn't get that job? All things are working out for good. They're working out for good. So when you're praying, take Does that mean, oh, I won't pray in tongues again. You will miss out. Yeah, you will miss out. So, he... Is doing all of this for a reason. Because it's supposed to work to your advantage. Let's read on. Verse 29. Look at verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also what? Predestined to be conformed to what? To the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So, everything you're praying. When, especially when you're praying, the Spirit is leading you into sonship. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's bringing you into sonship. So it's causing things to work together for good. So that at the end of the day, a son will appear. Aren't you happy about that? Yeah. So there's hope for you. <laughs> Come on, touch someone say, There's hope. There's hope. <laughs> Since you have the Holy Spirit. There's hope for you. Yes, there is hope. You might have made some blunders here and there. It's okay. There is hope. Hallelujah. You are going to become a son. And you will walk in sonship. You will rule with the king of kings himself. He has called us to be kings. So he sent Jesus so that we can become so that we can be saved and we can be reconciled to God. And we can become rulers just like he ruled. So we can live life exactly like Jesus. Hallelujah. He has come that we might have life and we might have it more abundantly. The abundant life is going to flow and manifest Through you as a son, as a son, you stand up and you say, in the name of Jesus, whatever you decree will happen. Imagine, if you see some of the miracles that Jesus did, you, I I mean, I've read theologians that say he did it because he he was a God in the flesh. That's hogwash didn't do it because he was God in the flesh he did it because he was anointed of the Holy Spirit and he grew and matured and he was operating as a son and you and I are called into sonship hallelujah it's time to grow up touch your neighbor say neighbor Grow 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 up it's time to grow up now is the time Grow, Hallelujah, Amen. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on, let's appreciate this. Ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.